putting on my running shoes, running shoes, running shoes. Right. Keys, juice, door is locked. Put the key in the door and open Today's uh, Wednesday the oh birdies Wednesday the 29th of January 2020 Ugh. firing up my okay uh, firing up the automobile the automobile and I'm gonna go run I'm gonna go run. Pulling out into the road. So it's 20 past 11 in the morning, it's a sort of grey day, it's a little bit uh, overcast, apparently there's rain and strong winds coming in, so life is terrifically exciting. And I'm, I'm going to go to uh, Loch Maben, which is a town slightly smaller than the town I live in, and it's about four miles away. I'm going to run round Loch Maben, Loch, Castle Loch. And that's the plan for this podcast. Hello, my name's Jeff McQueen, and welcome to my podcast, Heavy Breathing with Jeff McQueen. I'm recording this podcast series to document my training journey as I go from half fit but uh, a little bit shabby runner to someone who hopefully can successfully get round this year's uh, London Marathon. Alexa, how many days until the London Marathon? The London Marathon will be in 87 days, on the 26th of April 2020. So, I've got 87 days, and at this stage, I'm hoping that I'm going to be okay. Uh, In terms of background, I'm 49 years old now, and running a marathon's been on my bucket list for a few years. I was keen to run London this year before I turned 50. Um, I run a fair bit, I'm a member of a a local running club. I had been training quite hard in the run up to Christmas, uh, but I've had some annoying wee health problems and they've kind of set me back a bit. I'll talk more about that a wee bit later. Um, And actually one of the realizations I've had is uh, I now don't think there's any real getting away from the fact that age is beginning to catch up with me a wee bit uh, and the cracks are, are beginning to show so, for example, uh, here's a clip of me uh, this morning going for another blood test to see uh, if my liver's calmed down after it had a bit of a bad reaction to uh, a drug that I was taking uh, for my uh, eczema. Yeah, I'm probably oversharing here. But here's the clip. Come on, man. How are you? Not too bad. How's yourself? I'm fine, man. 
They can't get enough of the stuff. I think they're selling it on eBay. Hey, possible. Here we go. Is he busy today? I'm going to try and make a podcast today. All right. <laughs> um, I'm running the London Marathon and right. I'm trying to raise money, so I'm going to make a little podcast detailing everything I get up to, all my training. Oh, all, good. All that my sounds good, yeah. Well, I don't know if it'll be any good at all, to be honest. So what are you running it for? Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, someone must have triggered you to what to do. <laughs> uh, I, I run a wee bit and I've run half marathons before. And, and you thought, right, I'm going for it. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Lovely, thank you. No, I'm doing it for uh, Genetic Disorders UK. My, my daughter's got a, a sort of rare genetic condition, so I wanted to have something to inspire me as I run along and also to do some good. Good. Good? Yeah. yeah, we'll see. I'm bloody terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're not going to be alone, are you? No, exactly. <laughs> I won't be alone, yeah. There'll be somebody to catch me. There will be, yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty relaxed about this stuff now. I'm confident that the blood work will be good this time, and that should allow me to get back on the whiskey, as I've kind of accidentally managed to do dry January this year. Anyway, um, the plan for this podcast is to take you out running with me uh, every week, trying to make a podcast a week as part of my training uh, for London or to sort of, uh, you know, come with me on my training for London. Uh, what, I'll, what I'll do is I'll record a whole run and uh, while I'm out running about on the occasions when uh, I have the breath or can think of something to say, I'll talk a wee bit. Uh, a lot of the time it'll just be the sound of me coughing, spitting and uh, like the podcast title says, uh, heavy breathing. Uh, but I'll try and mix in some interesting bits and pieces along the way too. I'm conscious of the fact that um, I'm supposed to know how to make podcasts, <laughs> uh, but I'm also uh, very conscious of the fact that I don't have a lot of time just now, so everything's going to be uh, a bit rough and uh, kind of the best I can do without killing myself for time. Anyway, for this first episode, it's only a short run, so what I've done is I've not cut anything out at all. The whole run's there in real time, and I'll throw some other bits and pieces on top. Anyway, that's me arrived at Castle Lock, so uh, let's crack on. I'm arriving at Loch Maben Lock at Castle Lock. You can see it out the left-hand window of the car. Pull into this little lay-by. Park up next to these three other wee cars. It always feels like a tight turning. So I'm at Loch Maven Loch, and this is uh, one of my favourite runs. A wee, a couple of years back, they completed the kind of round the loch pathway. Um, so it's now quite a nice sort of three mile, maybe just under three mile uh, path round the loch with uh, lots of birds and all that stuff 
happening. So we'll have a wee jog round and uh, see what we see. Just got to adjust me bits and pieces. Does look like a Okay, so Let's go. So I'm starting the run, heading away from town, down the side of the loch, past the wee cottagey bit. So we're off and running. This run's a five kilometre run. So it's not all that far really. And I'm not trying to do any sort of tempo. Uh, for me today, the idea is just to clock up another few miles in a bit to just keep building up the miles as we work towards London. So it's a steady pace, middle-aged man style. This is a wooded section. Nice windy path through the woods. It's a bit close to the main road. It's a lot of traffic noise. Now people can see me talking to myself. Morning. Anti-social buggers. I've got real mixed feelings about running and about this marathon adventure. You know, part of me is excited at the prospect of it, um, but there's another part of me that's, that's full of dread. There's also another part of me that, that's really, really uh, bored uh, of running and running and running because there's no getting away from it in order to try and get round this uh, marathon course without dying I'm going to have to do a lot of training Oh shit <coughs> Out of the first wooded section 
so I don't really have a training regime I'm just trying to um, run as much as I can really and to try and, and kind of be sensible about it and um, listen to my body listen to my body <laughs> namaste um, uh, just no but try and uh, not push it if I don't feel I can push it like I said before I'm a member of uh, my local running club and that helps so they train a couple of times a week and I usually go to the training on a Tuesday night where we go to different places and run around and usually do sort of laps of little towns where we try and push on a little bit and that's good because I probably wouldn't push myself uh, very fast if it was just me if it's just me I tend to just do an easy plod like this one new path there. I think there's a trust group that looks after sort of castle lock environments. They keep sort of buying and tarting up new bits. The wind's really in my face here. I assume all you can hear is this. <laughs> <laughs> I can't monitor my recordings with this kit and I feel like a, an absolute hypocrite for repeatedly telling students that they've got to have their headphones on I forgot my, love, my gloves and my hands are freezing around in the corner of the field back towards the loch oh shit sorry about the swearing the most painful part and the, probably the scariest part about training for the, the marathon is adding the distance you know, it took me a few years to work up to getting to a sort of half marathon distance. And I'm now at the point where I'm quite lucky in that I feel I can do that relatively easily, although not fast. But uh, the stressful thing is, is the long run, especially when you're quite a slow runner like I am. I, you know, I think I'm quite a slow runner. Hello, Ren. So, to cover lots of distance when you're running slow, it just takes huge lengths of time. And so, in the run up to Christmas, I was trying to sort of extend my long run by 
adding an extra mile on every week and just you know going for longer and longer and longer so in 13, 14, 15, 16 uh, and did an 18 and that was a long time you know, that was, that was three hours of running and then I, I did a 20 and that was about three and a half hours of running and it was just it was a long time like um, and then last week I thought I'd try and do even longer and I failed I failed dramatically it just it didn't happen and I bailed out and so now it's kind of it's rebuilding time <coughs> so I'm just about to cross the wee rivery bit streamy bit and the next section here is a wooden bridge followed by an extended section of wooden walkway I do this run occasionally with the wife and the dogs because our dogs are daft wee cowards they won't go over the walkway but so have this ridiculous situation of having to stop at the end of the at the start of the bridge both pick up a dog and then so shuffle across this but carrying the bloody dog that's a mile in so we carry the dogs across this bit because there's a sort of wire grid on top of the wooden slats you can probably hear it so we carry the dogs across all this bit stupid bastard and of course they've got a completely sodden and minging undercarriage <laughs> and then so when we get to this bit the dogs are quite happily back on the ground so we're at the south end of the lock here and I'm just going up a wee 10 metre hill and at the top of the hill I can see Loch Maven Castle now this is why it's one of my favourite lochs or one of my favourite runs even it takes a lot of boxes you know it's got a sort of natural history thing tick circular route tick is always nice to not have to double back also there's a bit of Scottish history here so Loch Maven Castle ruin and you can only really see the walls of one half of it left it was built by the English <laughs> I think uh, Edward the First Edward of the Long Shanks if you watch Braveheart so I think he built it here at the end of the 13th century beginning of the 14th century <coughs> as a place to kind of help the English defend and extend their forays into Scotland bastards <laughs> but all that's left now is the walls what kind of bird is that? is that a heron? yes that's a massive heron scudding across the bottom of the loch there so the walls are quite impressive in places maybe 30-40 feet high proper ruinous and you can see there's a kind of moat bit 
which I think was used to be cut through from the bottom of the lock back into the other side of the lock it was maybe a kind of safe way for things to be delivered into the castle because the wee boats could go in under the walls and ramparts and they could like, make sure things are safe before they open the door and let them in this castle is traditionally the home of the Bruce family with Robert the Bruce famously doing all his stuff in the first half of the 14th century some folks say he was born here but most folks say he wasn't <laughs> and actually I think recently somebody's carved a, a portrait of the Bruce into the, in fact let's go have a look for it somebody's carved a portrait of the Bruce into one of the trees here so just uh, going off road a wee bit and here he is so human size torso up holding his sword up and a little plaque says legend has it that having been defeated by the English and whilst hiding in a cave Robert the Bruce watched a spider trying to spin a web every time it tried it fell back down and had to try again eventually the spider succeeded and this persuaded Bruce that he should never give up so he rallied his troop against the English by saying if at first you don't succeed try try and try again good advice for a runner eh hang on let's keep going try try and try again so I think Roman Mars was right you should always read the plaque um, and so in terms of my long run that's what uh, I'll need to do this week I'll need to uh, get back on it and try again so the plan is to go back out on Friday and try and get back up to 20 miles by hooker by crook um, so I'll try and get to bed early on Thursday and uh, have a big meal on Thursday night have very little on Friday morning and, and get out and plod and do that long run and get back on it put one foot in front of the other. I go really slow on the long run, on the long runs, really, really slow. But that's okay. With this marathon, all I care about is finishing. And I'm gonna stuff if, I, if it takes me, I don't know. I just want to, to start, start running, and keep running until the end. And if I can manage that, I'll be happy, I think. I'm running a totally different direction and the wind's still in my bastarding face. Closing the gate behind me. Countryside code tick.
back into the kind of wooded bit on the other side of the loch now Another wee walkway. It's short so the dogs usually cope with that one. There's lots of bird activity just now. And usually you'd you'd love that, but it's a little bit worrying because it's been mild the last few weeks. We're just at the end of January and so you're concerned with climate change things that maybe the birds are thinking that it's it's springtime and they should be you know nesting and looking for partners and all that sort of stuff. Or maybe just a blackbird shouting at me like that one. Through the cadence of my running steps I'm trying to spell out through Morse code to the birds that it's not springtime yet. Hold your horses. Apart from uh, the running itself, I've not really been doing enough uh, preparation at this stage for uh, the marathon. I know that Everybody's plan has a mixture of uh, different kinds of running and then also you're supposed to mix in uh, cross-training and gym work and lifting weights and uh, eating more healthily and all of that stuff. And if I'm brutally honest, I I haven't done uh, any of that. I did download a sort of workout Thing that involved doing these sort of uh, sitting like uh, against the wall so you're doing sort of invisible chair sit against the wall thing and I did it for 30 seconds and my legs burned for like a week and a half afterwards so I soon sacked that off two miles 18 minutes <coughs> it's maybe a wee bit faster than I wanted to go today but slow down later. I am a bit concerned about the gym work side of things. I'm not the kind of person who is happy to pay for a gym. You might have detected uh, that from my accent. Uh, and also, I, I don't like, I don't really like exercising in front of other people. As, um, so, so, so running a marathon in front of thousands and thousands of strangers is such a bloody brilliant idea. Jesus. <coughs> Sorry for all the spitting and coughing. I'm not the smoothest runner at all. <laughs> as soon as I've got my 
like 10 steps in I'm sweating like a <coughs> sweating like what? sweating like uh, like the opposite of penance Andrew I don't know but the sweat pours off me and I get all wheezy and I have to spit a lot and I cough a bit it's really good for you this running lark So, as well as the running and uh, beginning to think about fitness and food, I've been trying to sort of think about things in a holistic way, trying to think about um, putting all the pieces together, maybe in some desperate midlife attempt to attain a bit of self-improvement. So last weekend I went off to uh, the Sami Ling Buddhist Monastery and took a course on uh, an introduction to Buddhism course uh, and that to my surprise ended up in me doing some group chanting which sounded a bit like this sure about stuff like this and I think a younger me would have poo-pooed it all this hippie nonsense but nowadays I'm kind of more inclined to go with the flow a bit can't see how it could do any harm Concentrate on the running. Hello, doggies galore. Good. Oh, yeah, thank you. pulling their doggies off to the side while a sweaty jogger who looks close to death runs past 
when I come out of the woody bit there I run up the hill at the road keeping the tennis court and the bowling club on my right hand side until I reach the top gate into the park I do this to try and extend the, the run just a little bit to get it up to five kilometres because I've got that that affliction that a lot of runners have where if you don't do the distance you'd set out to do you have to run around your car about 20 times at the end dropping up and down just to get to the distance you want but by coming up to the top of the park and also by doing a little loop down round the castle it takes it up to 5 kilometres for me and that's quite good Approaching the sailing club. Lots of wee sailboats with their covers on. Nice view over the entire length of the loch. Loch very much a grey colour reflecting the, the grey cloud cover that's everywhere. But still, it's bonny. Garage doors rattling in the wind. <coughs> and out the sailing club. Next to the main road. Onto the home straight now. Shotgun blasts over the other side of the lock. Three miles up, just under twenty seven minutes. I'll be fine. Yeah. 
back to the to lay by with park my car. We're back. Stop the clock. It's 3.13 miles. Just under 28 minutes. It's alright for a jog. there you have it that's the first run that's the first episode of heavy breathing with jeff mcqueen i don't know if it's any good i hope you enjoyed it for what it is uh, there'll be another one along next week in the meantime if you want to get in touch you can email the show at heavy breathing podcast at yahoo.com and as i mentioned at the start of the show uh, i'm running the marathon in London, April 26th, in order to raise money for Genetic Disorders UK, a totally worthwhile charity. And if you'd like to sponsor me, I would love that, because I'm freaking out, uh, and I need to raise loads and loads of money. Uh, so please visit justgiving.com slash fundraising slash the Jeff McHugh uh, in order to... Uh, uh, fire me some money and I would totally appreciate it and it'll help me uh, get round and you'll be doing a good deed and uh, the Jeff McHugh bit is spelt the and then Jeff is G-E-O-F-F and M-C-Q uh, justgiving.com slash fundraising slash the Jeff McHugh um, and yeah email me your thoughts at heavybreathingpodcast at yahoo.com uh, bye for now bye